Hare Krishna, Vanchakalpa Trubhyascha, Kripa Sindhu Bhibhacha, Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha. So, we're welcoming you back to our continuation of reading and uh, studying Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, we started over again, Canto 1, Chapter 1, the questions by the sages. And uh, we did up to text 8 last time, but what I'm going to do is uh, we'll study text 8 and then Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur does 7 and 8 together as a group and has a single purport to both of them. So we'll go back to 7 a little bit like that and then uh, keep on going on. Well, then we'll get uh, uh, to the next section, which is from text 9 to the end of the chapter, which are the uh, questions by the sages. Six questions with elaborations which are put forth or posed in 15 verses. Okay, so we'll... Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, well, I'll read seven and then we'll do eight and then we'll go back and look at the Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's uh, different way of doing it. So first we'll say this, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya so, uh, just to remind you, text uh, 7, I'll read the Sanskrit first also. Yani Veda Vidam Shristo Bhagavan Madarayana Anyecha Munnaya Sutta Paravara Vido Vidu Being the eldest learned Vedantist, O Sutta Goswami, you are acquainted with the knowledge of Vyasadeva, who is the incarnation of Godhead, and you also know other sages who are fully versed in all kinds of physical and metaphysical knowledge. Uh, you can just take that to be mundane and transcendental. We had some discussion with that. So now... Uh, Text 8, we'll read uh, Prabhupada's uh, purport and then go back and do the two to two of them together. Text 8 goes like this. Vetatvam somyatat sarvam tatvatas tatanugrahat bruyas nigdasya guravo guhyamapyuta And because you are submissive, your spiritual masters have endowed you with all the favor, favors in plural favors, bestowed upon a gentle disciple. Therefore, you can tell us all that you have scientifically learned from them. Uh, 
So they address him uh, very formally, that your honor, Tuam, is a, uh, a kind of, kind of uh, honorific way of addressing somebody. I think it's like a plural uh, form that's used. Uh, and then they use this term uh, for him, address him, as somya, which uh, uh, they say... Uh, in the word for word, Prabhupada says, one who is pure and simple. Uh, uh, what somya means, uh, and maybe in the running translation, uh, just gentle. Uh, uh, somya means resembling the moon, soma. Uh, that means it's uh, placid, gentle, mild, those qualities of the moon. Uh, and this is in the vocative. Uh, so the dictionary gives these translations, O gentle sir, O good sir, O excellent man. <laughs> so it's very respectful, but it's, uh, it's praising them. Uh, and they said, as the proper mode of addressing a brahmana, so this is that Somya would have been recognized by everybody as a respectful way and very proper way of addressing uh, a Brahmana. So then uh, Prabhupada uh, says uh, his purport. Uh, and th th to me, this is a very uh, famous line. The secret of success in spiritual life is in satisfying the spiritual master and thereby getting his sincere blessings. I mean, this is kind of interesting in the beginning because remember Prabhupada is coming in to us as a teacher and it's a different kind of teacher than we've ever had. And uh, it's the old way of, of it used to be in the olden days, any teacher was respected kind of like that. Um, uh, the disciple-spiritual master relationship is really teacher-student relationship when they're properly done. Because uh, sometimes a teacher, if they're stimulated by the interest and respectful learning, uh, uh, eagerness to learn, and interest of a, of, a, of a student will then start to say things kind of spontaneously that you wouldn't hear from them otherwise because uh, they're stimulated by the, the interest in somebody absorbing what they've done and they'll come up with things they didn't even know how to express until they had such an audience. This is a, a fact, you know. Of a, real teacher-student relationship. Um, anyway, so, uh, and so this, uh, what we call disciple-teacher, disciple-spiritual master relationship is really the, the real form of a student and a teacher of any kind. And a guru simply means a, a teacher. I mean, you can have a guru that teaches you how to ride horses, shoot a bow, be a, uh, act in a play. They're all gurus. So. Anyway, let me go on. The secret of success in spiritual life is in satisfying the spiritual master 
and thereby getting his sincere blessings. Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has sung in his famous eight stanzas on the spiritual master as follows. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of my spiritual master. Only by his satisfaction can one uh, please this personality of Godhead. And when he is dissatisfied, there is only havoc on the path of spiritual realization. Uh, you know that song, Yasya Prasada, Bhagavat Prasada, Yasya Prasada, Nagati Gutopi. Without, you know, nobody goes anywhere without <laughs> the blessings. Nagati Gutopi. Uh, Prabhupada goes on, It is essential, therefore, that a disciple be very much obedient and submissive to the bona fide spiritual master. Srila Sutta Goswami fulfilled all these requirements, all these qualifications as a disciple, and therefore he was endowed with all favors by his learned and self-realized spiritual masters such as Srila Vyasadeva and others. The sages of Naimisharanya were confident that Srila Sutta Goswami was bona fide. Therefore, they were anxious to hear from him. So that's their eagerness uh, stated there in text 8. Uh, so now let me go back uh, and read the translation by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur of 7 and 8 together. And he has a really different take on another way of translating the uh, uh, eight. Anyway, it goes like this. O Sutta Goswami, because you are submissive, by the mercy of the gurus, you know all matters in truth, which the Supreme Lord Vyasa, best among knowers, Vedavidam uh, Shrestaha, best among knowers and other sages who know Brahman with and without qualities <laughs> uh, have understood. The gurus should speak the secret to the disciple who has affection for the gurus. So that's his way of the, establishing this relationship. So there's their secrets, probably confidential, more confidential, most confidential. And Prabhupada says that confidential means not everyone will appreciate it. And you know, there's a, a, a saying, is it from the Bible? or uh, You should not cast pearls before swine. Yeah, it's from the Bible. Uh, or there's more to it. Give what is holy unto dogs. <laughs> That's the whole quote. <laughs> so, so if you, if you, if if uh, you're not uh, the right person, it shouldn't be done. So he says here this uh, Veda Vidam. He's, he, this is a commentary Vishnu Chakravarti Tagore. Vidam refers to persons who know. Paravaravida means persons who know both 
Brahman with qualities and without qualities. Now we, we, we get from Prabhupada a different idea of that paravara, uh, uh, different ways of understanding it. So here's his way, Brahman with qualities and without qualities. There's two kinds of Brahman, right? Both are Brahman. The impersonal Brahman is Brahman and, and, and Krishna is Parabhaman. So those both kinds of... Anyway, it goes on. Gurus should speak the secret to the disciple who has affection, snigdasya. Snigda is the word for affection. It means sticky, actually. Slick. <laughs> you guy clings together. Who has affection for the gurus. This is in the potential. Uh, I think he's referring to a grammatical form there, uh, the potential, and I, I'm not sure uh, uh, that uh, the meaning of that translation. But I think that's what he's talking about, the grammatical, and thus expresses the following idea: Since you were a disciple, having affection for your gurus. They must certainly have revealed the secret to you, and you must have understood all those confidential subjects. You must have. So that must be what's meant by the potential. While rejecting sages who extract their own ideas from all these confidential topics and then speak, we are asking you, the speaker of all authorized doctrines about these subjects. That's kind of a nice, nice purport there, huh? Uh, and again, it talks about this idea of, uh, of uh, affection. So that's his tech on both seven and eight together. And then, uh, uh, a nine, he says, well, okay, so nine, now, now, from, from uh, nine through 23, which is the end of the chapter, they're going to be the questions by the sages to Sutta Goswami. Uh, this is posed in all these verses, 15 verses, but there are six questions. And for those of you who like esoteric knowledge, here's a list of those six questions uh, that's been, uh, that uh, Shraddha Devi has compiled. Based on Burijan Prabhu. Based on, she wants to, based on Burijan Prabhu's analysis. Uh, and so, so, he is. He says these are the six questions, and I'll just go through them here just to give you a preview of coming attractions. I put, I put them on Facebook. Uh, Shraddha says he's put them on Facebook. What is the absolute and ultimate good, the Shreya, for the people in general? That's in uh, nine. Uh, what is the essence of all scriptures? That's in eleven. Uh, tell why uh, tell why Krishna, the supreme personality of God, had appeared. That's twelve. Uh, tell of the acts the Lord performed in relationship to creating the material world. 
that's in 17. Describe the activities of the incarnations of the Lord, that's 18. And uh, then on 23, uh, what, where have religious principles gone after Krishna's disappearance from the planet? Remember, that's the last big event that's happened. Krishna has disappeared. And so now they're trying to know, how do we go on after this? After the disappearance of, of Krishna. And uh, so what she's then uh, has done is she also tells the answers to these questions in a short form on this. Uh, 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 and give the verses where the answers are there. Uh, so the first question we're going to deal with today, what is the absolute and ultimate good, Shreya, for all people in general? A and the response uh, 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 comes uh, uh, from a text uh, uh, 6 and 7. Uh, primarily, and there's some additional more uh, on text 27. The b basic response is, after describing the devotional service to Sri Krishna, describing that devotional service to Krishna was the essence of scriptures, Sutta Goswami explains that the ultimate benefit for the people in general is to become free from material bondage and to develop love of God through devotional service offered only to Krishna or to his plenary parts. Uh, so, uh, the uh, first of their six questions is now in nine. Hmm? Uh, uh, this is what they ask. Tatra tatranjasayushman mavata yad vinishchitam pumsam ekantakashreyas tannatsam shittum arasi. Please, therefore, being blessed with many years, Explain to us in an easily understandable way what you have ascertained to be the absolute and ultimate good for the people in general. So, uh, he said, this is tatra tatra, therefore thereof, 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 of that, of that. I, I, I guess the, the repetition is for emphasis of that, of that, and then they say, Anjasa, uh, 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 made easy. Uh, that's Prabhupada's translation. The word Anjasa, uh, uh, without the long A anyway, means straight or straightforward or honest. Or with the long A, it's an indeclinable word, it's like a uh, straight on, right, truly, justly, you know. 
suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. <laughs> Something like, you know, really just, just hand it over this. So Prabhupada says, made easy, um, make it as accessible uh, to us. Uh, uh, and he's described as Ayushma uh, having long life. Uh, like Ayurveda, you know, Ayu is a long life. So Ayurveda is the science of long life, medical science. So he has blessed, blessed with many years, uh, he says. Uh, when Prabhupada says, Bhavata, by your good self, th this is a polite form of the second person. Uh, uh, just like when the Queen of England says, speaks of herself, she says we, the royal we, so that the plurals are sometimes used <laughs> in, in special formal ways. So here it is, uh, dressing them as your good self. Uh, uh, what, whatever you have, vinishtitam, ascertained. Uh, and then pumsa, pumsa is a, a, it means a human being. Uh, uh, and here Prabhupada says the people in general for everybody. Ekantakaha, uh, absolutely. Ekantika uh, in the dictionary is devoted to one aim or object or person or theory. Uh, so that's me, you know, what, what is, you know, primar primarily and mostly and and the uh, most important thing, Shreya. Uh, Prabhupada has told us that these two words, Shreya and Preya, Preya is a temporary advantage and Shreya is a permanent benefit. So when they say Shreya, the ultimate good, and please, uh, in the polite way, RSC, uh, explain us uh, uh, to this. Now, uh, Prabhupada has a purport to this, and here's where I waste a lot of time, because uh, I was using the Veda base uh, Bhagavad Gita, I mean uh, Bhagavatam, to do this, you know, so I could easily transfer chunks of stuff. And then, I saw that I had written down in my notes that uh, the first sentence in the purport is, in the Bhagavad Gita, worship of the Acharya is recommended. But then when I was looking on the, the, the electronic edition, that wasn't there. And I, I, where did I get that from? And I searched around and I just found out that somehow this is the first sentence of the purport and it was somehow overlooked when they, I assume accidentally, uh, uh, put this on this, this electronic form, at least in the database. Database software. Software? Not the website. Not the website, yeah, not the, the one that's on my computer, not the one that's on the website. The website has it. The website has it, okay. 
So the the purport, uh, Prabhupada's purport. Anyway, I was looking around. Where was where was it? Then I, I did a search on the my computer version of the Veda Vase, and I it showed up being quoted, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> anyway. So that killed a you know few uh, hours. <laughs> not not that much, but a little bit. Here's Prabhupada's purport. I'm, I'm reading from the you know hardcover edition here. In Bhagavad Gita, worship of the Acharya is recommended. So here he's dealing with the fact that now the Acharya uh, uh, is uh, is a Sutta Goswami. In Bhagavad Gita, worship of the Acharya is recommended. The Acharyas and the Goswamis are always well-wishers for the general public. They are especially spiritual well-wishers. Spiritual well-being is automatically followed by material well-being. That's one to engrave in a number of places. <laughs> People who are seeking material well-being People who are seeking material well-being while ignoring spiritual well-being will be frustrated again and again by their attempts, guaranteed. But if you deal with spiritual well-being, automatically material well-being will follow. So that's what he says. Spiritual well-being is automatically followed by material well-being. And even in, in Vedic cosmology, subtle things are more powerful than gross, and spirit is more powerful than matter. Matter has mental forms which are more powerful. I mean, the devas all have bodies made of minds. You know, that's why they can, you know, they form the nervous system of the universe, of the cosmos, rather. Anyway. So spiritual well-being is automatically followed by material well-being. So Prabhupada is giving us spiritual well-being. When they have material well-being, look how they screw it up. Anyway, we go on. The Acharyas, therefore, give directions in spiritual well-being for the people in general not just an exclusive few, but for everybody. Foreseeing the incompetencies of the people in this age of Kali, or the iron age of quarrel, the sages requested that Sutta Goswami give a summary of all revealed scriptures, because the people of this age are condemned in every respect. The sages, therefore, inquired of the absolute good, which is the ultimate good for the people. The condemned state of affairs of the people of this age is described as follows. So then they're going to point out how bad it is and getting worse and worse as we go on. Uh, so this is... Uh, uh, this is uh, Prabhupada's purport to this uh, 
interesting uh, verse here. Uh, this, uh, in that sentence where Prabhupada says, in the Bhagavad Gita, worship of the Acharya is recommended, it is listed, this is where in the Bhagavad Gita this occurs, in the Bhagavad Gita chapter 13, uh, text 8 through uh, 12, there's a list of the elements of knowledge, everything that coming together constitutes knowledge. And uh, so Prabhupada's uh, Bhagavad Gita purport to this list that's given in 13, 8 through 12, he says, the principle of accepting a spiritual master as mentioned in the eighth verse is essential even for one who takes to devotional service, that is, you're into it any, you know, naturally, it is most important. You can't just, you know, do it yourself just because you're an enthusiast. Tra transcendental life begins when one accepts a bona fide spiritual master. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna clearly states here that in Bhagavad Gita 13.8 uh, that this process of knowledge is the actual path. Anything speculated beyond this is nonsense. This is important because uh, we have all kinds in this country and religious institutions, and then we have institutions of knowledge. And so the presentation in the Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and all those kind of places is that here we have knowledge, and over there they have faith. Uh, but we're, uh, here we are getting rid of that d dichotomy. First of all, all processes of knowledge begin in faith. You go into a class in a university and you sit down, uh, or a good high school even, you sit down and somebody stands in front of you and they start talking about all these uh, invisible things, atoms, neutrons, Protons. No, you can't see them. They're by principle, they're invisible. And covalent bonds and all, all this esoteric stuff. You don't know what it is, you know. Uh, you, uh, there, I took a course in philosophy of science, and th these people who were you know, philosophers of science called protons, electrons, and neutrons metaphysical entities because they're just theoretical. Really, they're just mathematics. You don't know what's there. <laughs> They'll let you know that anyway, but that's, this, is, this is knowledge, you know, and you accept it on faith because they can do things with it. It works some of the times. Uh, uh, and, uh, 
But that's what happens. You sit there and you write it down. You put it in your notebook. You're examined on it. So, you know, and if you write away, you know, how, you know, how are we supposed to know this is true? How, well, we have experiments to prove it. Oh, can I do that experiment? We don't let anybody near that equipment until their third year of graduate school. You just have to have faith until you get there. <laughs> like that, you know? So this faith not, not so don't think we're being, uh, you know, we're, we're religion and they have knowledge. This is knowledge. And moreover, if you take the steps and do it properly, you can see for yourself. That's why Prabhupada says things like science of self-realization. It's a science because under proper direction, following the proper procedures, you will not only see yourself as a spiritual entity and experience yourself as a spiritual entity, but you're also not just the soul, but who's very close to the soul is the super soul. You're together, you're glued together. The Supersoul, how intimate is the Supersoul? The Supersoul is the self of the self. Can you doubt your own existence? Try it. Who's doubting, right? In the same way, you once you have some experience of the Supersoul, you can no more doubt that existence than you can your own. So, Pratyaksha avagamam dharmam. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Gita, it gives us pratyaksha. The word pratyaksha, uh, etymologically, in front of the eyes, <laughs> direct perception of the self by experience. When Prabhupada says realize knowledge, he means it's by your experience. And you can do it, and if you follow the rules, it's duplicatable. You can, you can, you, you can ascertain it for yourself. If you don't believe it, just do it. Entry level four regular principles. Those are principles of knowledge. Don't think of them as simply moral principles. That is not just to, you know to make you pious. It's to make you knowledgeable too. All those things and happy. <laughs> All those things. Okay, that's uh, the first of their questions. Now here's a, a Banuswami's translation, O long-lived sage, so they trust him as, as long-lived. You should tell us at once, in easy terms, he does it this way, and thoroughly, the highest object for mankind that you have discerned in all the scriptures. Uh, so the commentary, I'm not quite sure what, this is in quotation marks. Then I will speak all things. And so he's going to do that, I guess. They reply with this verse, saying which conclusions they want to hear among all the conclusions of Scripture. So they want, they want to know the, 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 the highest things that you've discerned. Tell us, they said, thoroughly and easy. <laughs> That's right. O long-lived sage, this indicates that he studied and deliberated on scriptures for a long time. So the being old is, you know, 
used to be known as wise. <laughs> but, uh, tell us completely this ekantataha, or from the beginning. And he says in parentheses, the ablative senses from one end. Concerning the highest goal of mankind that you discerned from looking at all the scriptures, tatra, tatra, this one and that one, you know. In statements, and you should express this in statements that can be understood at once, anjasa. Shreya, we discussed that already, means that to which there is nothing greater, that which has no equal, and that which is not included in something else when comparing degrees of excellence. So that's, you want to know the definition of Shreya, that it's nothing greater, has no equal, and then if, uh, if there's something else, uh, that that uh, people are comparing and it's not included, then this is even better. Later in the work, it will be revealed that this highest goal is prema, not swarga or liberation. Because prema brings even Bhagavan under control. So uh, generally, the people who are following the Vedas, they have goals. One is swarga, the, the, the planets of the enjoying gods, you know, which are described, the flowery language of the Vedas tells you about the apsaras and the, you know, uh, uh, beautiful people and uh, just the greatest, nicest people with really good singing, really good musicians. It's like a, but all in the mode of goodness. Somehow or other, it's like extreme sense gratification, but all in the mode of goodness, or almost, but not pure goodness, just you know, goodness. So that's swarga. Or higher, you know, which you tell you about these, the reject the flowery words of the Vedas, which delude you with these liberation, moksha. Because, but higher than those two is prema, because it brings even the Lord Himself under control. Krishna is prema vasya, controlled by the love that his devotees have for him, he becomes submissive to that. Among the forms of Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan, Bhagavan is the chief form. So that's the highest uh, thing there, the absolute and ultimate good for all people in, in, uh, in general. So now, uh, do we have time to go more? We have five minutes. Uh, 
Well, we'll get a little bit of a start here. Uh, the next verse is now not a question. It sets it up for a question. Prayena Prayena Alpayusha Shabja Prayena Alpayusha Sabya Kalavasmin Yuge Janaha Manda Sumanda Mateo Manda Bhagya Hupadruta so it's referring to the people, Kalao, in the age of Kali, uh, herein, Asmin, Yuge, Jana, the public, it says here in the word for word, means people in general. Prayena, always, almost always, <laughs> Prayena. Opa Ayushaha, their duration of life is meager. They've already extolled Sutta because he has a long life. The, the, the Ayusha, the duration of life is meager. And the people are described as Manda, and the word for word, lazy. Sumanda Matayaha, misguided. Manda Bhagya, unlucky. And he, and above all, Upadutta, uh, disturbed. Above all, always disturbed. They are quarrelsome, lazy, misguided, unlucky, and above all, always disturbed. This word, uh, Manda, uh, Lots of this in the dictionary, slow, tardy, moving slowly or softly, loitering, idly, lazy, idle, sluggish, apathetic, phlegmatic, like phlegm, weak, slight, slack, like a bow, a string, dull, faint, uh, feeble, and so on, dull-witted, stupid, foolish, unhappy, miserable, and even addicted to intoxication. That's manda. And then sumanda, a very slow. Uh, sumanda buddhi is dull-witted and, and so on. So this is their uh, situation uh, here. So I, I think we just have a couple of minutes, so we'll, we'll stop here. We'll go and pick up where we left with this, I just wanted to give you a little idea what what the what they see is the problem, and they're concerned. What do we do to help these people? They have this sense of responsibility for others. They're they're broad-minded and they want to help humanity. They could be themselves perfectly happy uh, for themselves and by themselves and uh, let everybody else just go off the deep end, but they don't want to do that. So that's very responsible, uh, uh, these sages. What to do now, and how can we help them? So we should be thankful that they have done that way. Uh, yeah, and there's, we'll read the purport uh, next time. Ramananda Prabhu asks, he says, 
I heard on at least one lecture Srila Prabhupada describe any guru or teacher as spiritual master. For example, Srila Prabhupada told the story of Bhishma fighting with his spiritual master, Parasharama, because Bhishma refused to marry Amba, and there's a question mark, Amba. At the end of the story, Prabhupada chuckles. He defeated his spiritual master, and his spiritual master blessed him, quote, you remain Brahmachari. Isn't it unusual for Srila Prabhupada to call any teacher a, quote, spiritual master? Or might that just be a slip of the tongue? Prabhupada could not have literally meant mean every guru is a spiritual master, isn't it? I think he was using guru as a, uh, a general term for a teacher. Uh, and they're not always teachers of spiritual life. I mean, they are, whatever you're teaching, you're a guru. And so guru is just a spiritual master is a kind of a conventional way of saying that one is a teacher. But uh, uh, they're, they're, all the different arts and sciences have their gurus. And there, there is a, a kind of uh, relationship in Vedic culture between teachers of any kind. Uh, if you even read about Lord Chaitanya in his student days and he was a teacher, there is a way you, 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 you respected your teacher of grammar, you know. In fact, Lord Chaitanya was trained to be a teacher of grammar himself and he had his teacher. And you treat your teacher with a great deal of respect. Uh, because as a teacher, and uh, and uh, so so I just think that's that's what it means. Is if you just say a teacher uh, in today's context, people will say, "Oh yeah, that bum," <laughs> whatever you know. They don't have don't people are not taught respect for teachers. Uh, Although, you know, uh, at least up until, you know, the, the 60s or 70s, they used to have some <laughs> ingrained idea that uh, you should respect your teachers, but that seems to have gone out the window. <laughs> anyway, that's my take on that. Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, uh, this is related to 118, where I find the synonym Guyam, secret, in Bhagavad Gita as it is, 10.38, Krishna chants to Arjuna that of secret things he is silence. My question is, how beneficial it is for a practitioner of Bhakti Yoga to keep secrets? Uh, in, the, in the Bible there is a uh, verse, you should not cast pearls before swine or give what is holy to dogs. So when Prabhupada says something is confidential or secret, he also means that not everybody will be able to appreciate it. So you have to be careful that the persons that you're uh, teaching or revealing things to are, are somebody who are qualified. That's my understanding of what that means. And that's what makes it 
confidential. Vijay Krishna Prabhu also asks, um, also related to 118, where I find the translation saying, quote, have endowed you with all the favors bestowed upon a gentle disciple. My question is, what favors? Uh, <coughs> the favor to be able to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's the favor. That's a big favor. And in all favors, there must be some other good things too, like, uh, I don't know, good association and uh, and a chance to do some service, which is a really big favor that 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 you're able to uh, uh, speak with authority on things. And so uh, uh, so that that ability, at least uh, uh, as as someone who's a Brahmana himself, he wants to be able to teach others and guide others and give knowledge to others and help them in and uh, bring upon them the blessings of, uh, of all so many sages and saintly persons. Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu asks, he says, please accept my humble obeisances. Question, are we less fortunate that we are hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam after the departure of Lord Krishna to his abode, considering that we must have failed in a previous life to achieve Krishna Prema? I don't quite understand. Uh, I'm sorry. I I'll, re I'll repeat it. It says, are we less fortunate? Yeah that we are hearing the Shumra Bhagavatam after the departure of Lord Krishna to his abode, considering that we must have failed in a previous life to achieve Krishna Prema. Not just one previous life, probably a whole lot of Krishna <laughs> previous lives have failed to achieve Krishna Prema. Uh, 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 you know, who knows where we were when Krishna was here? You may, you may have spent quite, quite a few years as various insects, for example. Who knows, you know? Nor does he know what uh, uh, maybe a, a Gyata Sukriti, uh, uh, unknown devotional service, uh, you got some favor. You know, if you just do an ordinarily good deed, you know, somebody's on the side of the road and they have a flat tire and you pull over and help them because you're just a decent person and that person happens to be a devotee, you get something more than just the, the pious credit. You get some devotional service. Uh, so that may also be how we maybe got to this point. Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, related to the six questions of the sages, the response to the third question is, quote, to reclaim those in the mode of pure goodness. My question is, who are these people? We'll find out. Stay tuned. Bhaktin Paula asks, she says, it's interesting to hear that even wise people can read their own interpretations into the scriptures. How can we avoid doing this and be sure we represent 
represent what we've learned purely, without mixing in our own stuff? How do we distinguish between our own stuff and genuine realizations? Well, there ought to be an objective way to do that. I, I mean, uh, you, 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 you have Prabhupada's realizations, you have his descriptions of them, uh, and, and uh, you, you uh, uh, I mean, the, the word represent means to present all over again. So those people who, we don't have access to Prabhupada right now, but there are other people who rep properly represent Srila Prabhupada, and they can be misrepresented too. Uh, uh, and uh, generally when Prabhupada is being misrepresented, there's some uh, uh, overt or covert uh, uh, deviance or selfishness uh, that uh, stops it, uh, stops one from actually being a proper representative. And, uh, uh, or, you know, the thing is too, sometimes people have unacknowledged selfish motives uh, in their thing and, and they don't even admit it to themselves that the motive is 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 selfish. I've been around long enough to see so many people uh, uh, do so many things like that, uh, and one one of the things that that really stifles a lot of people's spiritual life is just personal ambition. To to advance. In spiritual life, uh, may be more difficult, but easier if I can do politics and get a position in the movement or something like that. And you substitute some kind of minor for major virtues, or use some kind of cunning skill uh, to tell yourself you're not even being honest with yourself. Uh, uh, what to speak of with other people? about what you're actually doing. Uh, that kind of advancement uh, ends very badly, not just for other people, but also for yourself. I mean, really, as one advances in Krishna consciousness, uh, paradoxically, one understands that I'm not advanced at all. <laughs> I mean, humility increases with spiritual advancement, uh, and uh, that's very, very hard for for people to to understand. And the reason why uh, people uh, seek out humility, advanced devotees seek out humility, is that when humility increases, attachment and love for Krishna increases and Krishna can use you in his service and that's very nice to know that you're being used by Krishna. Akendra Prabhu asks, he says, thank you for class. My question is in regard to the statement, the secret of success in spiritual life is in satisfying the spiritual master and thereby getting his sincere blessings. 
How does one know if he is satisfying the spiritual master? One way is to ask. <laughs> and uh, you can ask other people too. Not just the spiritual master, because the spiritual master may uh, not want to say something heavy, or you know. Uh, but uh, as a general rule, uh, we should be increasing our advancement in Krishna consciousness. We should see that the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance are decreasing. And any time we make a change, we should try to see while we are increasing our service. I got some good advice early on in, when I was a devotee that you should always increase your service and never decrease it. And so if you have to like stop doing one thing, whatever else you substitute for that should be a, an increase, maybe an increase in a different arena or something like that, but it increases your uh, uh, in, engagement in, in Krishna's service. Uh, and uh, you may find that the service you had, uh, you're not seem to be making much advancement in that service. And anyway, you should see what else I could, maybe I can do something for. So whatever you do, it should be an increase. Just a few comments we have. Lord Shakti Prabhu says, Thank you so much for a wonderful class, Gurudev. Hare Krishna. Bhakti Impala says, Wonderful response. Thank you, Maharaj. Um, and we have Mandaleshwari Devidasi says, Hare Krishna. Please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you so much. And Tulsi Priya says, Hare, with an exclamation point. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, we'll pick up there where we left off, and uh, and uh, yeah, keep on going with this uh, nice lessons for the age of Kali, which we may notice is uh, acting up. <laughs> so let's see what happens next, and we'll keep on going. Uh, and I'm glad we could have some sangha together in spite of social distancing and all those other kinds of things. Thank you very much. We're spiritually close even if socially distant. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.